This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's the Score North Twin Show. Ah, so close last night. Max Kepler hits a three-run tank, brings the <laughs> Twins within one run last night. Uh, poor Byron Buxton, by the way. He has one hit since the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. It's July 18th right now. He has one hit since the 4th of July. Another 0 for 5 last night. So the, the Twins, uh, they did lose a game in the standings because Cleveland did win. So Twins are a game and a half up. This is the Score North Twins show. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, where we just want the Twins to win a damn playoff game. One playoff game. Win your first playoff game in almost 20 years. Please, let's make that happen. On the Bucks in front, I am... Rocco told Corey Provis in the pregame show last night that thankfully Buxton will sit out at least one game. He's like, we're going to rest him one game of the four games in Seattle. But how about three today? more strikeouts last night. How about a trip to the IL? Like, how about just, this isn't mm-hmm. fair. Watching him he, is painful right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it just, I don't know. I don't know why they continue to do this. I mean, he obviously it's either the the worst slump in his career, independent of injury, or the knee is flaring up, or the back, or the hip, like the different things that have kind of been lingering for him. But, you know, you can't, you either have to move him way down and cross your fingers, or just give him a breather. So, you got Matt, Matt Walner can DH. Now, the other thing is, they're just like really light on right-handed bats, but he's not a right-handed bat for you right now. He's an right. automatic out for you right now. Right. So... I get, I get it. Like they're just kind of like they're hoping that him and Kepler can kind of get back to full form. Now Kepler shows you flashes like last night, but uh, at the end of the day, I mean, they either they either need these guys to snap out of it or they need to force something and and make a move internally or externally. And Declan found this article from Bleacher Report. So we're getting all these like sort of trade winds are blowing in Major League Baseball. Right, we're like two weeks away from the trade deadline. So Bleacher Report rank the top 25 trade candidates at the deadline. So players that could be on the block, their teams are struggling or whatever it is. So I have pulled seven names from this article that could make sense for the Twins. And uh, I believe the question that you guys asked in our text thread last night was, would you ever consider trading Brooks Lee? who Right now is the Twins' number one prospect. So Brooks Lee, for those that aren't following the Twins minor league system closely, 22-year-old shortstop. He was the eighth overall pick in last year's draft, 2022. 
he is the Twins' number one prospect now that Royce Lewis has sort of graduated to uh, like being an actual major league player. He entered the season as a consensus top 40 prospect across MLB Pipeline, Baseball Prospectus, Baseball America, and uh, the last two or three weeks at A Wichita, he has been on fire. He's up to 38 extra base hits on the season. In his last game two nights ago against the Springfield Cardinals, he went four for six with, was it a grand slam? It was a home run, four RBIs, a double. Uh, he's had two four RBI games in the last week. So he's just tearing it up. He's probably ready for a promotion at some point. But he's your number one prospect, and he's on fire. So when we go through this list of seven big-time potential trade candidates, would you be interested in trading future capital to help this year's team for that player? And would you trade Brooks Lee? Those are the two questions for you guys to sort of mull over. Okay. Right. Sure. Okay. Um, what is, by the way, before I even get to the list here, we kind of talked about trading Brooks Lee, trading Royce Lewis a few weeks ago. That was on the that was before we sort of relaunched the Scorner Twin Show. What is your appetite right now? I think I know Judd's answer, but what is your appetite right now to even listen on a discussion for the number one prospect, Brooks Lee, in your organization? Like, would you like would you even entertain a phone call? Yes. Yeah, I'd entertain a phone call, but it's it's, it's got to be for the right piece and whatnot. Um, I'm not just going to punt on them because they really need a righty bat, or I'm not just going to punt on them because they could really use an addition in the bullpen, which I know we're going to get into some names here too. But I'm I'm Mr. Trade Prospect, so I'm I'm usually in that camp, but I'm definitely just not going to sell them just to do it either. So I'm curious to see the players we're going to list here. Judd? Judd, are you I'm us? a no right now, but let's go through the list. Okay. Okay. Is Judd's hmm. internet, internet, internet glitch? Uh, okay, we got to put Judd in internet timeout. Okay. We're going we're gonna to bet just like we should do with Buxton batting third. Yeah. So Judd bats third, and now uh, we don't have a three-hitter, and Matt Walner's, you know, not up yet either. So it's just going to be us two here, I think, uh, batting oh, lead off in second base here. We're going to IL Judd for, uh, for 10 <laughs> minutes here, and then uh, we're going to... We're going to send him down to development where he can get some, some batting practice. So, all right, we'll start with this, and then we'll, I don't know, we'll see if Judd can join us again here. But um, Max Scherzer, I'm going to give you some hitters and pitchers. Okay. So Max Scherzer, $15 million owed the rest of the season, $43 million player option for next year. He's 38 years old, and he had a couple real clunkers early. He gives you a clunker like one in every four starts or so. But he still brings his A game enough. He's maybe not the same guy he was a couple of years ago, but he's also just like the bulldog of all bulldogs. He's, right? a, if you, he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to be yep. in the Hall of Fame. Yep. So if I know people are screaming like, what do you mean the Twins are you know one of the, the, the best run prevention teams in baseball? They need a bat. They need a bat. Well, let's say you can't get one of the top two or three bats, but you can continue to make your pitching staff even better. Right, mm-hmm. or or maybe you wind up trading Sonny Gray or something, and you know, doing kind of a Sonny Gray is going to be a free agent, trade him for something. I don't know. Um, but if you were to add a Max Scherzer, would you be interested? Would you trade Brooks Lee? No, I can't. Um, I love. I mean, Max Scherzer is on a surefire path to the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. He's a bulldog. He's a gamer. I mean, if 
if there's been anyone that probably personifies what I would love to see on the mound in a playoff game for a franchise that hasn't won one in 18 tries, Max Scherz is probably at the top of that list, dude. Like that guy's going to want the ball. He's not going to be getting taken out early. He's going to want it every single time. He doesn't have that nervous energy. Oh, he's not going to run to trouble in the fifth like Sonny Gray. Or yeah. can Jake Odorizzi even get through the second time through the order? Max Scherz is going to try to mow those guys down. And I love that type of persona and bravado. Yeah, he's maybe not the pitcher at his peak powers anymore. Still obviously a very capable pitcher. But that being said, for Brooks Lee, no. I, I cannot trade Brooks Lee for Max Scherzer at this point. So I'm definitely I'm definitely interested because again, hear me out here. I know there's been why would you why would you not trade for hitting? I'm saying if you hitting would be great. But imagine a starting rotation going into a playoff series. Max Scherzer, Joe Ryan as your number one, number two guys. And then Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, and some form. And you're going you're going to need likely four starting pitchers in a playoff series. I mean, imagine if like Max Scherzer gives way to Joe Ryan. You're probably favored for the first time in I don't know when the last time the Twins were favored in a playoff game was. But you it, it gives you a chance to start matching up number one for number one, number two for number two. Mm-hmm. So I would absolutely be interested. I'd prop oh man, I'd probably stop short of trading Brooks Lee, and that might kill the deal. Yeah, it's I think it's too much for I mean Brooks Lee, you had some of those numbers too, but even at the season as a whole, like he's had he's like an eight thirty OPS, he's killing kill, killing the ball at double A. Probably gonna be in St. Paul by the end of the year. I'd be pretty surprised at this point if he wasn't. Uh but you bring up the point of your like you add a pitcher and it makes life so much easier in that rotation. Like yeah, Joe Ryan gets bumped down, Sonny Gray gets bumped down, Pablo Lopez gets bumped down. And to be honest, um, you know, the Rangers are really good this season. The Rays have been good. I know the AL East is just was just great. But I don't I would probably take Max Scherzer against any other number one in the AL right now. NL different story. But in the AL, I think I could match up Max Scherzer with just about any other team's ace at this point in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's still like he 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 might not have his best game every time out. Um, he does. I think he gave up five earned runs like two starts ago in five innings. So he's yep. he's definitely not the best pitcher in baseball anymore. But all right, number two, Josh Hader. Oh God, he's a he's a two month rental because he's a free agent after the season. The Padres are six games under five hundred right now. The Padres came in trying to win, but they're they're kind of buried in the standings. They're gonna have to make some tough decisions. Josh Hader has allowed four earned runs all season. He's just back to being one of the two or three most dominant relievers in the game. So I get that he's not a hitter, but if you can't add one of the top bats, but you can add maybe the top reliever, and now, dude, the back end of your bullpen is two of the hardest-throwing guys in the league. You'd have, you'd probably have Duran going into Hater, or yes. maybe you'd swap you know, based on matchups. Doesn't but like, <laughs> you'd have the most dominant back end of the bullpen in Twins history. Would yep. you be interested in Hater? And then the next step is: Would you would you include Brooks Lee in a trade? Be a, to be a two month rental. So I mean, dude, the Cubs the Cubs rented Araldis Chapman and gave up a couple big time prospects, if I remember, and it worked for them in 2016. They won the World Series. And I believe the Royals did the same thing with Cueto or Ben Zobrist when when they finally broke through and won it in 2015 after going in 14. Um, so here here's my dilemma: Josh Hader is probably one of my favorite players in baseball over the last five or six years. I love his stuff. He is absolutely nasty. He's disgusting. Um, And he would be an incredible addition to Duran. I mean, you're talking about 
an absurd one-two punch in in a bullpen that could most likely get just about every single guy out when you need them in a high leverage situation. I know he's a rental, but this one intrigues me more. It'd be it it's a tough sell for me if I can get Hater locked in. I know I'm, p- I'm pulling a Judd here. I'm pulling an external question into your question. If I can get Josh Hader locked in to another extension, I could be talked into it. But and he's I not think, that old. He's like 29. Feels like yeah. he's been around forever. But And I know his stuff is pretty violent, and maybe eventually he falls off a cliff to a degree. But I think for Brooks Lee, I lean no, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be uh, up with pitchforks angry at the twins for doing this either if that makes sense this would be all right just to catch Judd, are you is are the internet gremlins dead here are we like, good? i hope so i are hope so okay. how's that seems okay. like it's okay for my end now i think we're good all right so uh so declan and i are two names into the seven here of of would you be interested in trading for them and then mm-hmm. would you include brooks lee in a package and i'm mm-hmm. saying like hitters would be great obviously this team needs hitting more than it needs run prevention but if you can't get one of the top hitters you could also, so the, the two names we've thrown out, and you can answer real quick, and then we'll get to the third one. Max Scherzer, who he's not the same guy he was a couple of years ago, but he's still a really good starting pitcher, and he has his A game about half the time. $15 million the rest of this year, $43 million player option for next year. And Josh Hader, who'd be a two-month rent. Josh Hader has allowed four earned runs all season. Yeah, you'd, have a ba- you'd have a back end of the bullpen of Duran into Hader for postseason games. Just like with Scherzer, you'd have Scherzer for your rotation into Joe Ryan, into Pablo Lopez, into Sonny Gray in some order. You're going to need four starters in the playoffs. So would you be interested in either of those pitchers? Would you trade Brooks Lee for either of those pitchers? Scherzer, no way. I'm not making that trade. Uh, Hater, I would give more thought to. Ultimately, I would say no. Uh, Part of the problem is, if you look at it, because of, of the trades that have been made, you know, the Tyler... Malley trade go down that, that line where the twins were trying to acquire help. They've depleted this farm system now from being, I think it was top 10 a few years ago to being like 25th now, mm-hmm. um, which makes trading Brooks Lee really, really difficult. But at least hater is more of a conversation. Uh, Max Scherzer, God bless him at that age. And with that, that much left on the contract, I would have no interest in, in Brooks Lee for Max Scherzer. I would also have more interest in hater than Scherzer. I think yeah. both guys would help you win a playoff game and then win a playoff series. Um, I would absolutely trade anything underneath Brooks Lee for Josh Hader. I'm with Declan on this one. If I knew that I could lock Hader up, for, and he's going to want a ridiculous, he's going to want $25, 30000000 million a year probably. I don't know, something absurd, over $20 million a year. But if, you're, if your bullpen goes Duran into Hader and you get that for like two or three more years, now, okay, now let's have a conversation. But that deal would have to happen, like, on August 1st. I'm not going to yes. let him go to free agency. Absolutely. Okay, uh, what about uh, Shane Bieber, who's currently sidelined with elbow inflammation? That's, that actually you seems like a on. target. <laughs> you can move on. I'm no longer. I have no interest. I mean, at least we Jeez. know he's hurt. Um, he is... He's, I, I believe I read that the plan is, because I think they were afraid about surgery, and now the plan is to get an injection. Injections often don't work. This is a hard pass. Seems like a great phone call for the Twins to make. I uh, heard you had a pitcher who recently had yeah. an inflamed elbow. Can we offer wow. you a couple top assets for that? Exactly. Okay, uh, what about, uh, and I've heard it pronounced Jamer. I've, I think the correct pronunciation is Heimer, but we'll, so the American way to pronounce it is Jamer Candelario. 
Uh, it'd be a two-month rental bat here. So he's a right-handed hitting. He's actually been one of the better hitters in baseball. He has 43 extra base hits this season. Two yeah. years ago with Detroit, he led the major leagues in doubles, and then he was terrible last year. I believe they actually non-tendered him in the offseason, and then Washington scooped him up. So he's got like you know two months left on his contract with Washington. Uh, but he is dialed in, OPS of 826, 30% above league average. He's an extra base hits guy, but he's a he's a right-handed hitter, but he's a third baseman. So you'd be renting a really good bat, but Royce Lewis is going to come back at some point. You got you got already have like a log jam with you know your second base situation right now. So would you make a trade like this for one of the top available bats and just sort of try to figure it out positionally? So we're still talking about Brooks Lee potentially. It's a two-part question. Would you are you interested? Would you trade assets? I'm and would you include Brooks Brooks no. Lee in the trade? Okay. I'm interested. He's an, another Tigers cast off, but I mean he is as you just said, having a very nice season. No. Brooks if you mention Brooks Lee, if the Nationals brought his name up, I would actually hang up the phone. Yep, I agree with that. You could probably get him for less than Brooks Lee too. Yeah, you can that's what I was going to say. You can get him for less than Brooks Lee and <laughs> Yeah, the, the fit is a little tough there with Cray at short. And here's the other fun part is like, all right, if Brooks Lee eventually graduates and Carlos Correa is here for a long time and Royce Lewis is here for a long time, and I know these things kind of have a way of working themselves out, where's Brooks Lee go, second base? Like, th- then that's also kind of the fun conundrum. I'm not saying you trade him just because, well, we got two guys, two guys uh, fit on the left side of the infield, can't play here. I know it always kind of works out in a different way with injuries or other position fits, but that's also yeah. a thing here too. Where does he play? Well, I, I think the first thing that we have to stop assume, assuming is that Royce Lewis is going to be he- healthy at some point in time. Like, until he can play a very extended period of time, I've become concerned. Like, we're right, talking, but he's, but he's going to be back in, like, a month. Yep. And, and he's I'm your best hitter right now. But I'm, just, but I'm just saying he is a guy who is, unfortunately, he's a guy that so far in his big league career cannot stay on the field. And so, yes, I think... Lee goes to second base, but you know what? I mean, we, we've seen it, unfortunately, with Buxton. You know, Royce Lewis, you, you can only handle so much going wrong, right, As, until it also begins to uh, um, uh, eat away at your abilities as well. So, like, this is a good problem to have because at some point in time, the Twins are going to get, hopefully, a plethora of guys who aren't going to be hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm – I think I'm out because I would rather go after this next bat. So okay. we have three three names left on this list. Cody Bellinger. This is this is a guy that here's a guy. Here's a guy. Yeah, this All is right. an intriguing one. So hear me out on this. I know that they need right-handed bats. However, Cody Bellinger as a left-handed hitter actually hits left-handed pitching really well. In fact, he has reverse splits this year. He is crushing left-handed pitching. Yep even more than he's crushing right-handed pitching. He won the MVP award in 2019, and then the COVID season got really weird for him. He's basically been a shell of himself for three years since the MVP season until this year. Mm-hmm. So he's he's having, of the seven years he's been in the major leagues, this season with the Cubs is probably the third best season of his career. OPS near 900. He's got, uh, and he, he missed a few games with an injury, so he's only played 62 games. But uh, he's got 12 homers, 35 RBI. He scored 50 runs in the 62 games. He's getting on base. He's not striking out as much. Um, 
he plays center field at a, at a high level too. So this would like, you would just, now Michael Taylor becomes your fourth outfielder and he becomes like a defensive replacement in a corner spot or something. Yep. You know, for somebody. Yep. So he'd be a two month rental. Cody Ballinger, are you interested? I don't think you'd need to trade uh, Brooks Lee for him. So we can probably take that off the table, but what are your thoughts on Cody Ballinger? I love the idea. Yes, I am. In fact, and I think the Cubs, if they're smart, are going to trade both Bellinger and uh, Stroman. And they're probably mm-hmm. going to get a boatload for both of them or a very nice return for both players. But yes, I am 100% interested. But this is where the farm system being depleted becomes a problem because, as we've talked about before, I think he's the type of player that other organizations with more depth in their farm system now are going to swoop in and outbid you. And I'm not going up to Brooksley, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm not going to say, okay, you know what? Screw it. Take Brooks Lee. Yeah. Um, what if it's, yes. what, what if there's an extension? What if you get Cody Bellinger and he agrees, dude, he's 27 years. He just turned well, 28 on July 13th. And he says, all right. And this doesn't happen all the time. Usually they, they get to free agency or whatever, but like, if he said, yeah. cool, I'll sign a five-year contract and be your center fielder. I'm back. The issue is this. So that sounds great. But the problem is, so if you guys recall, I think it was in the World Series during the COVID World Series that the Dodgers won, that Bellinger hit a home run and dislocated his shoulder while Mm -hmm. high-fiving. And I was reading up on this. So what happened was, it sounds like in his last year plus with the Dodgers, because his shoulder was messed up, he made adjustments basically with his swing to protect his shoulder, which cost him a lot. And obviously, he became a shell of the player that he had been as MVP. Well, now he's sort of back, but I would need a thorough report that that shoulder is permanently fixed. Now, shoulders concern me because they they can pop back out, things like that. So my problem is this. I don't know that I trust the Twins medical staff enough <laughs> to run the correct what do you uh, mean? tests on Bellinger, Put some icy yes, hot on it and get healthy, back out there, guy. Uh, healthy Bellinger, a hundred percent intrigues me. And this idea, this name, I am I'm probably more in on this name than Hater. And until now, Hater was top of my list of guys you had brought up, Phil. If this season is now like the norm and like the floor of Cody Bellinger, and you can lock that guy up, and you have Alex Kirloff also in the outfield. You have two, maybe at first base, whatever. But Kirloff, Bellinger, just basically locked up, middle of your orders. You know what what it's going to be. You have two studs there that can drive the ball to all fields. Uh, Cody Bellinger even won a gold glove before. I am very interested in this. Um, Again, would it cost Brooks Lee? I don't think it would. I don't think Um, so either. But I would be very interested in Cody, Cody Bellinger in the middle of my lineup. That's a young guy, too, that has won a World Series. I wonder, here's another one, layer of it, what is the dynamic between Bellinger and Correa, especially going back with Dodgers and Astros? Mm. I think That's they'd also, figure they figured. Bellinger is I think Bellinger is so laid back, dude. That guy, no, that guy would be. Fun. He's a surfer, dude. He is. These guys always figured out too. You put him in the same clubhouse and like, all right, whatever. You know. Bellinger's extremely talented, but I don't think he's like wired like uh, Scherzer. Scherzer strikes me as incredibly intense. Yeah, Bellinger, live and let live surfer dude, as far as I can tell. I feel like Bellinger would actually fit very well in like the twins sort of culture. It would, it wouldn't, not a huge, not a huge market for you to have to worry about criticism. Not that it's like, you know, in Los Angeles, it's, it's a big market, but it's not like they have, you know, all these sharks going around trying to take you down like the back, you know, the New York post and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I think maybe the the two month trial run will be better for everyone, so that you could you could get him for something less than Brooks Lee, and then he could go and leverage his value in free agency. But he would he would fill so many needs: the ability to hit left handed pitching, the ability to get on base and hit for power, and the ability to play center field and not be an automatic out in the lineup every day like Michael A. Taylor. And this is the one where the Mally trade just bites you in the ass enormously. Because yeah, can, oh. can you imagine those two those two guys alone now? Like if you went to the Cubs and said, you know, Spencer Steer, forget the second guy. Or, yeah, you wouldn't even need to give up both probably. No, yeah. like this is where that trade and trading for damaged goods just completely derails you because now you don't have that player. Yeah. Wouldn't it you be know? fun, by the way, too, to go to go to Target Field, go to twins.com slash tickets and go watch some of these guys here. You know, go watch. Now it's a fantasy world here. We just put Cody Bellinger in a twin, like 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 peak Cody Bellinger in a Twins uniform. Um, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, they're going to add something probably in a couple weeks, and they're coming back home after the Seattle series is over here, and there are tickets available. It's also the best bar in America, Target Field. My wife and I love to just like get tickets and never sit in our seats, just roam yeah. around. Oh yeah, no question. Just go hang out. Twins dot com slash tickets. If you guys want to catch them when they come back here from this road trip. Also, uh, electric bikes are hot right now at EcoFun and EcoFunMotorsports.com. We just had a Purple Daily listener hit us up a couple days ago that uh, they bought one of these awesome electric bikes. So you can stop into one of the two metro area locations, 35 in Forest Lake and 35W in Burnsville. And the electric bikes are all at least 10% off their retail prices and 50% off the dealer freight charges. This is a super fun time of year to get out on an electric bike and enjoy uh, the next two or three months of summertime. So check them out. Tell them that score North sent you over there. Ecofunmotorsports.com. If you want to check out their selection of electric bikes, souped up golf carts and all kinds of other fun things, ATVs, you name it. All right. Two more names left for you guys here on this sort of fantastical hypothetical trade conversation. Okay, would you be interested in and would you trade Brooks Lee for maybe the best starting pitcher in baseball right now, Blake Snell? So it'd be a two-month rental because he's a, he's a free agent at the end of the season. A ton of postseason experience. He's pitched in World Series. In fact, he got pulled controversially after like yeah, five innings his, in a World Series. That was his last stand in Tampa. Yep. So over his last 10 starts... He's a former Cy Young Award winner, too. Once posted a 1.89 ERA for the season and won a Cy Young Award like five years ago. Over his last 10 starts, Snell has a .62 ERA with 91 strikeouts in 58 innings. <laughs> Opponents are hitting 156 with a 458 OPS against him over those 10 starts. He has not allowed more than two earned runs in a start during that stretch. He is absolutely lights out. So, again, you wouldn't be adding a bat, but you'd be going all in on run prevention. You'd be saying, all right, our playoff rotation is Blake Snell, Joe Ryan, Pablo Lopez, uh, Sonny Gray. Would you be interested? Two-month rental, Blake Snell. Would you include Brooks Lee? No and no. I like him a lot. He, he's He actually struggled, I think, last season, and, and then I think he might have got off to sort of a rough start this year and then has been fabulous as – Phil just documented with the stats since then. Um, and I don't think the Padres are, I think the Padres are actually going to be buyers because they're so invested that they, I don't know that they're going to sell, but anyway, 
Um, no, you've got the pitching that you need. A couple of years ago, God, I'd be all over this idea, 100%. Because, I mean, now you've got a guy at that time that you're plugging into a rotation that was definitely lacking. This one is not. I don't think – if I'm going to make this trade, it's going to be for probably a bat or an arm out of the bullpen. And so not not to disparage Snell, he is fantastic. And there was a time I would have said, oh, absolutely. But with a circumstance right now, no, this doesn't interest me as a use of potentially a top prospect as a trade chip. Yes, totally in on this uh, trade for, for Blake Snell. I can be talked into giving up Brooks Lee. Um, he would be your instantaneous number one starter. So he'd be, he'd be starting game one for you in any playoff series, basically. He'd make your rotation a hell of a lot better. He's pitched in World Series. He's younger than Max Scherzer. You can potentially even lock him up. Um, I, would, I would probably do this trade. I would probably trade Brooks Lee for Blake Snow. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I love I would Declan do going I would forward do here. I mean, okay. th- he's young enough. You can lock him up. And look, you can figure out ways to, to make these trades happen, too. Um, you can figure out ways. You have Bailey Ober, who you could potentially dangle, who is a young guy that's got team control. You can figure out ways, I think, to make these trades happen. Blake Snell would instantly be your best starter. Yes, sign me up for this. Can you keep him? Yeah. Probably not. I think you can. I think you can pay him. You'd have to give him the back. You'd have to give him a back. But he might also say, no, I want to go to free agency and obviously be outbidded by other teams. That's the thing. Like These guys are probably hitting free agency. And isn't isn't Scott Boris his agent? I think Scotty Boy. No, and the better. Twins have a good relationship with him. Yeah, yeah, when, bo- yeah Boris. When he tries to in. sign with the Giants and Mets and gets turned down, Blake Snell will come crawling back here. <laughs> yeah, we're here. Hey, just uh, if, if you have some questionable medicals, come back to us and we'll make it happen. We got, we got it. What, what, what? Yeah, everything looks great. Yeah, it's it's man, it's so tough because because on but these are the decisions you have to make as a franchise. You do what do you want to do in October? Right? Are you serious about October? Because if you're serious, Blake Snell, Blake Snell wins you game one in your first series. And now the streak is over and you're up one game to nothing and you're running out Joe Ryan in game two. And like he just sets the table for a playoff run. And if he doesn't, you still have a, a really good starting pitching staff that you can kind of roll through. What is that worth to you as a team that hasn't done anything in the postseason since 19? Well, since we'll say 2002, because they did go to the ALCS in 2002. Uh, I'm highly interested, but it is, man, it's just like for a two-month rent. If it was like a year and a half guaranteed of Blake Snell, boom, Brooks Lee's on the table for me. But I probably have to stop short of that because he's a two-month rental, unfortunately. The the problem, too, is this. You have to assume at this point that Buxton is almost unplayable in the playoffs. Like this version of Buxton cannot. He well, he at best is batting ninth, and it, and and really, if this keeps up, he's not hitting. He's not out, so I, I want a bat. I want a right-handed bat and a bullpen arm. What if I, well, what if I could get you both, not a bullpen arm, but I could get you a bat and an arm with okay. one guy, all right? So we did this conversation like a month ago, and it involves sort of would you trade Royce Lewis for Shohei Otani? But let's do it again right now here, now that we brought the Scorner Twin Show back. Declan and I fought about this. It was great. It was great fodder. So the last name on my list here is Shohei Otani. And he would be a two-month rental. John Morosi came out this week, MLB Insider. He came out on MLB Network, and he said, quote, the Angels are now in listening mode with Shohei Otani. They've tanked in the standings again. I don't know how that organization, I get the Trout's out, but, like, what are you guys doing for 10 they're years? The, they're the Angels. You're exactly right. 
So they're in listening mode with Shohei Otani, sources say. Suitors must be prepared. Suitor? Suitors must be prepared to offer multiple top 100 type con, uh, prospects to begin the conversation. So the, the, the Twins have two top 100 prospects, according obvious. to MLB Pipeline right now. Brooks yeah. Lee and then Emmanuel Rodriguez, the outfielder who's kind of struggling this year. But the big, like one of the big hangups we had in this conversation earlier, at least some listeners had, was, well, Buxton's your DH and Shohei's a DH. So you'd be getting this incredible hitter, but like, Buxton's your DH. Well, that's much less of a concern now than it, right? I think you would just almost put him on the injured list. Right now, he's a non, he's, he's not helping you. Right. He's like, he's negative value for your team right now. So I think you would, you'd, if you made this trade, which is far-fetched, but we'll go down that path, you would sit Buxton on the IL, and then if he came back, you'd say, hey, grab a first baseman's glove. You know, we'll, if, if you can get into a game playing first base, that's great. But you would essentially be punting on Byron Buxton for the rest of the season. So, yes. all right, would you guys trade, let's say it would be Brooks Lee, Emmanuel Rodriguez, and it'd rest, like It'd be the rest of your farm thing. system, basically. Mm-hmm. It would clean out your farm system. Um, even if I would, you're going to get blown out of the water by like three other teams that actually have more organizational depth. Um, I mean, I would certainly not hang up the phone, uh, but I don't think it's possible. Like, I just don't think I, again, I think you've made so many trades that have mortgaged your depth that you're now at a place like, cause Brooks Lee's name is, is in this case, in the only conversation of anyone that you have mentioned, Phil, Brooks Lee's name is like an ant. It's just a small little starting point. And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, what more? What more? What more? So I don't yeah, think. Because he's not got... like a top 10 overall baseball no. prospect. Teams like the Orioles can literally offer like the best prospect in baseball in a yes. deal for a Shohei, right? And and I don't, you know, and I don't think the inclusion of, well, we'll throw in Ober as well is going to do much. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I would definitely entertain the conversation. It would be fun to have. I don't think you have a snowball's chance in hell of getting near what if they ultimately move him, you know, to like let's say a Yankees or a Seattle or something like that. I think you're just going to get blown away. This is the most instant yes of all time. It, there's not a there's not a well, part of me. Yeah, it's not a, part of me. Brooks leads a no yes for all of us. Just yep. to be yeah. clear, so what would it, what what else would you have to include to yep. to even make it a possibility? It'd be Brooks Lee. It'd be Rodriguez. It'd be the first round pick that was his fifth overall this last year. Um, yeah, throw in Ober. That's a, a yes. That's a pretty solid package to start with, right there. You're gonna get your top two organizational prospects. You're gonna get the fifth overall pick of the draft, who, by the way, could have went number one overall, plus a controllable starter. That is not just a wishy washy trade offer. That's a pretty significant trade offer. The fifth overall pick is a really it it it, it does. Are there any real? I have a dumb question here. Are there rules against trading that player once you've drafted him? If he's signed, I don't think so. Well, no, I don't think so. They, they oh for traded certain Chase like Petty got certain, traded, but Chase, Chase Petty was a year a year later for Sonny Gray. Is yeah, that okay. right? It was like I don't know if there's seven. a if there's a clock on a potential trade. I don't yeah. remember one. But would you have to would you have to include like Royce Lewis? I guess would it have to be like hey Brooks Lee and Royce Lewis, and you get Shohei Otani? I would still do it. I would still do it. He's the best. He's the best baseball player we have seen since Barry Bonds with steroids. It's not even close. But he's but he's gonna he's gonna leave you. And That's here's the fine. problem: 
He's I currently care. on a team. <laughs> he's currently on a team where he is the best player in baseball, and they're a dumpster fire right now. I I so, I, I do like, not care. You're on is top he of the division. You? Well, the twins the twins have, a, have better infrastructure yes. than the Angels do. So how much better? Right, would but how much be of a difference? Yeah, how much of a difference is he? Like, is he going to win you a playoff game? That's certainly plausible. He instantly wins you the division because he's like a he's like a six war player in the first half. So he's like a right. You literally be. And by the way, he'd be replacing your worst starting pitcher, so Maeda or whoever, and Byron Buxton, who's been, I think, a below replacement level player for the Twins this year. Yeah. So you you'd be adding like six six or seven wins above replacement in the second half of the year. Yeah. By just putting him in, so he wins you the division, and now you're in, and now you're in with him in the lineup, and you're in with him as your number one starter on down to Joe Ryan. But like Judd said, it's a high wire act because you're you're making the trade to see how much damage you can do this year. You'd be making it. That's the type of trade you would make that goes beyond the slogan of this show, right? It's we want the Twins to win a playoff game. If you make that trade, you want the Twins to win a World Series, <laughs> or at yep. least play in a World Series for the first time in you know thirty two years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is an mm. instant. This is an instant. Yes. And also, like I'm not, dude. <laughs> I am not concerned. About what's going to happen in twenty four, twenty five, especially if your if your prospect system sucks, yeah, right. You're not, not going to make any noise in the next two seasons anyway. Go for it right now. You have the best player that we have ever seen in like twenty plus years. It's not just the best rental guy. That's the best guy that's good. You can get you can trade for. You are trading for the best baseball player who is an elite pitcher and an elite hitter. You mm. make this trade every single well, time. But at the end of the day, you wouldn't make the trade because they they would say thanks, but we've got ten times more coming from the Mariners, the Yankees. That's the problem. Like, but do you really think if if you went and said Brooks Lee, Royce Lewis, number five overall pick, and Emmanuel Rodriguez, that I mean, dude, like, not many teams are topping that level of talent in a package. So it's, I, it, that is a very, very competitive and cabinet-clearing offer if you're the Twins. The Twins, by the way, would be laughing. Like, there's no chance the Twins would be doing this. Yeah, this, is, Brooks, this is insanity if you're yes, running a franchise and you care yes, about I could not. I, I mean, and I don't think that you can give up that much. And also, well, yeah, and I, also, I, I don't think other teams, too, because they know if he doesn't get traded, you can just bid for him. You don't have to give up prospects. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily all these teams are putting together an incredible amount of package that we just suggested, like the Twins. There's probably a mm-hmm. bunch of teams that are saying, screw it. We'll try we'll to bid wait. for him in the offseason. Yeah, but I think what they're going to do is that the smart play there is to trade him to a place where he might stay, work out an extension. So it, it would be like an, an NBA type of trade where you would actually have him already committed to a contract extension in a city where he wants to go, which is obviously not going to be Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. I think either way, like he's going to, there's no reason for, he has to hit free agency because you, you need like three teams coming in to leverage and stuff. So it, you'd have to make the trade knowing it's a rental. There's no way that, that any sort of agent that's smart at all would, would say, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. We'll do a deal without any bidding war, you know, at the beginning of August. So you'd, you'd have to make the deal knowing that, it's a two-month rental. Right. If you get lucky in the offseason and he chooses you, congratulations. So, all right. Wow. I think Bellinger and Hayter are the most, like, if if we're talking realistic options. Yeah. I think Bellinger is – Hayter, again, I don't think the Padres, as screwed up as their year has been, I don't know that they're – I don't think they're going to sell. I think they're actually going to try and add and make the playoffs because it's a possibility for them still. 
point. Uh, the Bellinger one makes a ton of sense. The Cubs, if the Cubs don't trade Bellinger and Strollman, I think that's pretty stupid of them. Padres are 10 and a half games back in their division right now. I know, but look at their investment. And they're thinking like, you you guys are t- talking about the Twins. I mean, their window is right now. Yeah. Like, if you look at the pieces of the puzzle that they have, they've got to make a run for it. I will, I'll just say this. Declan and I kind of fought this out a couple months ago about Royce Lewis. And then, by the way, Royce Lewis proved my point. He came up, and he was yep. the best hitter on the team. And it was like, well. And he is. Right? But he's going to be out for a while longer. The questions are going to continue about, God, can he go a month without, like, tearing his knee or straining his oblique? Maybe he just has, like, muscle problems or something. I don't know. I am much closer to Declan's opinion on this now than I was two months ago. All right? It'd be fun. It'd be fun. I don't care about 2025 either, really at all. This team is built to win now. They need a jolt. There's no bigger jolt in baseball than Shohei Otani, although a secondary prize of, like, Hayter or Cordy Bellinger. But those are the types of, like, it's got to be something like that. It can't just be a seventh-inning reliever, you know? Like, they, they need Michael actual Fulmer? jolts. You don't want Michael Fulmer back? No. I, I hear he's a Sergio Romo busy? Is he doing anything? If you do make a trade for a guy who's going to supposedly have an impact, please, for the love of dear God, send me his medicals. I'll take them to my doctor. He can look at them so I, I can advise you. Day. I'll let you know. Yeah, exactly. Just, but I mean, honest to God, that's what kills me about this. That Reds trade, you had two, you have two viable or had them prospects who would be worth a lot now individually, and you traded them for a guy who gave you literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, these are, yeah, these are the, this is a gambling front office, man. It's a gambling front office. Is it we'll a, see. I don't know if I'd be so kind as to call them gamblers. I, well, they're gambling. I don't know if they're gambling always, you know, wisely. That shoulder all, that shoulder yeah. all. Whole, I mean, at least the paddock trade, at least the paddock trade Wonderful. is, it's still sort of a stupid trade, but it didn't like cost you. It cost you the fact that you, paid for Rogers season, you know, with the Padres. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not very smart, but it's finances. I don't give a crap. No, but it, but, but it, it cost you because you had an asset that you could have traded for a hundred percent, but I'm and saying you, the and Reds, you traded it for damaged yeah. goods. Yes. You know, but the Reds one is the one that sticks in my craw way more because you actually craw. took two huge assets from your franchise. Yeah. Just enormous assets and, flushed them down the toilet to Cincinnati, since a bleeping Addy. You know, at least Chase Petty, you got Sonny Gray. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yep, so we'll see what they actually do here, and we we got you covered on the Scar Twin Show. Hey, can we squeeze in a quick Immaculate Grid? Five minutes on the clock here. Obviously. All right. So we're going to put the the grid up on the YouTube channel. It's a nine-box tic-tac-toe grid here, and for the audio audience, we will talk you through this. Um, I think we got one right, like Immaculate meaning nine for nine a couple weeks ago, and then we've been struggling mostly because I have been derailing the team here. So today we're looking for a Yankee that was also a Philly, a Yankee that was also a Brewer, 
and a Yankee who is a Silver Slugger Award winner. We're looking for a Mariner who was also a Philly, a Mariner who was a Brewer, and a Mariner who was a Silver Slugger, and then a Marlin who was a Philly, a Marlin who was a Brewer, and a Marlin who was a Silver Slugger. Five minutes on the clock. we got to go nine for nine to win this thing. Rareness score is great. If we can get obscure players, it's even better for us, but here we go. All right. For the Yank, um, for the Yankee and Brewer? Sabathia? Yeah, that's what how, I was thinking of. How rare can we go? Didn't Luis Polonia, the left, and he might not have played for the Brewers. I, I don't want to miss the Angels for sure, right? He did, and he played for the Yankees for sure for a Luke while. Voigt? I, Didn't Luke Voigt play? For, no, Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt. For, your, uh, did he play for the Brewers? No, he's a Met. He's a Met now. Oh, damn it. Because it's big fat, you're, like you are big fat stereotyping big, big fat, fat guy. guys yeah. as Yankees and Babe Ruth. Did Babe Ruth play? Oh wait, he didn't play for the Brewers. <laughs> well, wait, didn't he play for the? Didn't he play for the Milwaukee Braves? But that's the Braves, right? That wouldn't be the Milwaukee yep. Brewers. That doesn't count. That wouldn't count for this. No, we played for the Boston Braves. <sighs> the Boston Braves before they went to Milwaukee. Yes, okay, let's did. let's get one on the board here. We're already a minute in here. Let's go okay. CC Sabathia here just to get up. Right, I mean, it's going to be seventy percent probably, but forty-seven. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all, dude. Not bad at all. A Marlin who was a brewer would be Christian Yelich. That's probably going to be yep. another obvious one. Yep. Okay. 62. 62%. Okay, We're just bit. looking for, for W's here, though, boys. Just looking for a little W's. bit more. A little bit more. Um, uh, Cliff Lee for Philly, who was a Mariner, right? Yep. Wasn't he a Mariner for five yep. minutes? Because yep. the Twins didn't make that trade. Okay. Uh, Silver Slugger for Marlins, Henley, Rod- Henley Ramirez. That sounds right. Yeah, I'm again. I'm not a big Gold Glover, Silver Slugger guy, but that sounds right as a shortstop. Yep, seven. Oh, nice job, Dex. Seattle Edgar Martinez. Yeah, for sure, right? Silver Slugger for sure. Hall of Famer DH. We're doing good here. We still have over three minutes left. Seventeen percent. Yeah, pick your Yankee here. Um, Derek Jeter. Yeah. When did the Silver Slugger start? Ada. Jorge Posada probably won that thing, right? Yeah, that That's I don't know for sure, but yeah. but Let's risk it. Okay, all right. Yeah, four. Yeah, bang. Nice, nice job, Dex. All right, so we have three left. We need a Yankee who is a Philly, a Mariner who is a Brewer, Ooh. and a Philly who is a Marlin. Raul Abanez. Yeah, Yankees, dude. Phillies. Nice. A Mariner who 11%. is a Brewer. Inkalanine mm. um, Horn. And then a Philly who was a The Brewers actually came from Seattle. Spent two years the Pilots in 1969. Did Richie Sexton play for both those teams? Yes. Wow. Dude, Dex is on fire right now. Yeah, this is great. (laughs) Carrying us. Love to see this. Wow. A good Richie Sexton. All right. So we have uh, have two minutes and 10 seconds to come up with a Philly who was a a, a Marlin. Oh, God. Placido Polanco never played for the Marlins. I'm trying to think of like Marlins teams that disbanded in '98 right. and then 2004. And guys, just where those players pitchers? go? <laughs> pitchers, Lynch. relievers, go there. Al Leiter. Ooh, I I don't know that one. Was Al Leiter a Philly? I don't think he pitched for the Phillies. It was no, because he pitched for the Mets. Yeah, yeah, he he got traded from the Marlins. That that's a disband one though. You were correct about that. Um, starting pitchers pitch for the Marlins. Oh, man, I don't think Dontrell Willis did. Um, no, I think you're Chase right. Utley never played for the Marlins. There was Beckett. The there was Pavano. There was Dontrell Willis. There was Pudge. 
Pudge didn't play for the Phillies. No, 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 no. Um, um, oh boy, this is Hold tough. On. We still Hold good. On. We got a minute, minute, minute twenty. We're good. Outfield. Phillies Marte. Outfield. Did Marte play for the Phillies? I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't remember if he did. That's. Damn it. We're going to be mad at ourselves when we see this. Edgar Renteria? He didn't play for the Phillies, did he? Did Juan uh, Pierre play for the Phillies? I don't, I don't remember him so. playing for the Phillies. Ben he played for it. didn't. Played for everybody. Mike Lowell? Did Mike Lowell play for the Phillies? No. He did. Played oh, for the Red Sox. Did, did Charlie Huff pitch for the Phillies? Sounds. Not that I remember. God dang it. 35 seconds. This is going to be tough. Um... Darren Dalton. Oh, he... oh, oh, AJ Burnett. AJ yeah, Burnett. There you go. Right? Yeah. I think so. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I think so. Let's go. 3%. Bang. Let's nice. go. Jack's on fire oh. today. We are on fire. Immaculate. Nice job, Jack. Wow, that's a dude. hell of a run today. That was the most outside okay, of the Silver Sluggers. More... That was by far the most rare. Show oh. us some more Marlins. Phillies, if you can, or tell us. I feel like Darren Dalton caught for the Marlins. I think in the you're early right. Days. You know, when, when you said that, I think you're right. I think can he you caught. click it. Yeah. What did we? Well, we uh, can't so see it. You can't, can't see it. We can't uh, see JT it. JT Real Muto. Uh, is, is that's an easy one. Gene Damn it. Segura. Yeah, oh, here's a good one. Randy Wolf. Randy Wolf would have been obscure as hell. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, one. Pol- uh, Bill Plastido Polanco. Did you say him? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he played yeah. 688 games. Or, uh, he played for both teams, excuse me. Oh, he played for the Marlins? Uh, Juan Pierre did. Damn it. Juan Pierre did. He did he play, did for, play for the Phillies? Okay. Yep. Amazing. Darren Dalton. Wow. Do you, do you see Darren Dalton's thing? Uh, Darren Dalton. Yes, he was the most common. Yeah. yeah that was that's... The most Wait, what? Uh, on the baseball reference side. I'm sorry. Not on the For side Phillies and Marlins? Right yes. See, I was right. Yeah. See, yeah, he ended up with, I think he ended up as a Marlin at the yeah. end. The late Darren Dalton. I just remember that greasy hair just sweating it out in Florida. Darren Dalton. Dead down. Amazing. All right, boys. Nice job there. Mm-hmm. Nice job. Good the job, Immaculate Declan. Grid. That was very a, difficult. Declan carrying us on that one. Hey, if you guys could, now that the Scorner Twin Show is back, uh, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, we can help continue to spread the word about this Twins fan community. Hey, we just want a playoff win, all right? That's all. We're, we can disagree on stuff. We can all agree we want the Twins to win a damn playoff game at some point. And click the like button and the subscribe button on the Scornorth YouTube channel. And uh, we'll probably see you later this week on the Scornorth Twin Show.